Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Jesus Christ. Jesus H. Christ. I'm Mr. Davis. I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen, and we are hello, happy Swap wrestling Nation. fans. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis. Yes, we are happy wrestling fans. My mouth was agape at the end of uh, this week's episode of Dynamite. Oh, this has been I I haven't been this excited to do an episode of Dynamite uh with you for quite some time. I haven't been this excited to talk about anything wrestling related since I've started doing the job. This is yeah. this is like this is the most excited because it because it's kayfabe, right? It's mm-hmm. not like usually I get excited about stuff behind the scenes. I thought I was old, I thought I was haggard. I didn't think I cared that much anymore about wrestling storylines. But oh my word, was I wrong? I'm still oh, that yeah. 13 year old kid. <laughs> and we are going to dive right into that now. Let's not waste any more time. Apart from this time that I am wasting here by saying, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into the show itself. This is the AEW Dynamite Review. Here it is. We've had a coronavirus pandemic. We've had an election that nearly ripped apart the fabric of the country. We've had new normals. We've had bushfires. We have the end of the world as you know it. Everything's been changing. And just when you think nothing else can happen that's unexpected, in 2020, Impact Wrestling is semi-relevant again. How did it happen? We'll be diving into that on one of the, the the review of genuinely one of the best wrestling experiences I've ever had the privilege of watching. I'm Mr. Davis. I'm joined by lukewarm Luke Owen, and we are reviewing the Winter is Coming episode of AEW Dynamite. Easily oh. the biggest show they've ever done, and I'm including 
all the pay-per-views because it was built up like a little mini special pay-per-view. We've had these before with Fighter Fest and Bash at the Beach on the Jericho Cruise and Fight for the Fall, and that was the other one. So a month after Full Gear, everything is built around Kenny versus John Moxley for the AEW Championship. There was already reports and interviews of people saying Kenny Omega 2021 is going to be his year. Finally, he's probably going to go to the top of the promotion. It's likely he's winning the title. Now, I was so excited about this match that I had an anxiety dream last night <laughs> that it wasn't any good. Oh, really? Oh, mate. I had a really long, lucid dream that Kenny Omega versus John Moxley was a joke cinematic match that went on for 75 minutes. <laughs> I'm not so, making okay, so, this up. So my question is then, was this better than your, uh, your anxiety dream version? It was. Even with the anxiety dream, I was so, so it was like a freaking nightmare. I woke up like, <gasps> like sweat dripping from. No, Hornswoggle wasn't in that match. He wasn't in that match. I still had ridiculously high expectations. Ridiculously high. How can you not? I'm trying to temper them, but how could you not? And this is what I love about AEW is that even with those ridiculously high expectations, with me thinking I know what I wanted them to do, they came back to me and served me two bigger things I had no idea was coming, but makes total sense with everything they've set up for months. It's like a magician's trick. They've had it in plain sight all along. Pada, here was the prestige, the reveal. An absolutely incredible episode just to run through. Sting debuted, if you haven't seen already. That makes total sense. John Moxley won the... Sorry, Kenny Omega won the AEW Championship. And Don Callis became what seems to be his heel manager. And they're taking the title to Impact Wrestling on Tuesday. Meaning there is some kind of invasion angle between the two promotions. Happening. Well, there certainly is a working relationship between the two companies. That that much is pretty much set in stone because, hey, I mean, all the wrestlers, going by like what Fightful Select were reporting, like SRS was reporting, no one had any idea that this sort of thing was coming. And then they all got very, very excited. Well, actually, I mean, what SRS said that you said that some wrestlers had an inkling that something like this may be happening. Enough to text SRS to be like, here are some potential dream matches that I would like to have. Um, and you know, uh, and then the the Sting thing, no one had any idea Sting was there. Like even in the back, no one no one had any idea Sting was there until he went out. Likely the people that were in the ring knew, but like no one else knew. Um, like Sean said that he got a text from someone like minutes before it happened because they just saw Sting walk past them. Just texted Sean, be like, if you're not watching AEW, I would switch over now. I want to know if Tony Schiavone knew because his call was so organically full of glee. He's yeah, he's crying, being like 18 years on TNT, Sting yeah. is back. And like just you know, I wasn't a big WCW guy. I would watch it. The only thing that I was available for me to watch uh, as a kid was um, was Thunder on Channel Five, yeah. uh, and I was far more familiar with Sting in in Impact and TNA over the, the you know the decade plus since. And it's like th there was something that tapped into like our, I guess our collective wrestling consciousness. Well, this isn't WCW, but it felt 
like the last 20 years didn't happen. And there is now like this direct connection, not just homages and stuff, but like this direct through line now to the good soul of WCW. Mm hmm. Yeah, it was. It's this was an incredible show, and like this Sting debut. I know we, we'll talk about the impact, uh, the New Japan, <laughs> sorry, the impact AEW partnership, but very shortly because this was a very newsworthy episode. I am. Um, I actually cried. Mm. I genuinely did. I, I teared up when Sting came out. Like I, 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 I bloody love Sting, and I, I was so happy. And I, that was helped in part by the commentary by Shivani and Jim Ross. Shivani saying, "I feel twenty years younger." And just like him, like close to tears as he's talking about how Sting is on TNT again. The moment that Sting locked eyes with Arn Anderson, the way he walked up to Darby Allen, like he was a velociraptor working out his prey, just sort of like bobbing his head round. It was just like spine tingling. And I, I was so, you, you said it was a magician's trick. You, I was so distracted by the fact that we were getting Moxley Omega. And I was like, okay, yeah, so like Omega's winning the title tonight. That I'm pretty much confident on. That's going to be the big thing. I was so distracted by that. Not for a second did I think this will be the episode that Sting debuts. Even though I had Sting debuting in AEW as my big prediction for bloody full gear three weeks ago. we've I think we've had it for most of our prediction shows for AEW <laughs> since March. Uh, yeah, it's... And and that this is the beautiful thing that it makes total sense. It's not something that's just been hammed out over the weekend, and they've got ah oh, yeah, that's Sting's agreed, so let's do this. This is something just like the Impact deal that's got to be months and months and months in the making because Sting's been interacting with Lance Archer and Jake the Snake ages ago. But his Legends deal expired with WWE quite quite a long time ago. But just last month, you had mm -hmm. all of Sting's. You okay? Yeah, no, I was just trying to work out. I've actually got a list of what, of all the release stars because um, oh, yeah. that's one of the lists we're doing. So I actually got when it was. Uh, it was in uh, May. Mm. But then that's, WWE was still selling all of Sting's merchandise. But then mysteriously last month, all of that was pulled. And you're like, look, this makes total sense. And I, I think AEW are incredibly business savvy to do it. Sting walks out. AEW, Sting. He's got his merch on right away. There's no mistake that this happened before Christmas because that T-shirt company is going to get flooded with merchandise orders for Sting. Um, but yeah, it's it's not just that. It's not just like the stuff that's backstage. You know, that's that's what's kind of jaded me as a wrestling fan, I guess, for the last four years. Doing this is my full-time job. I'm sure you as well. And as an adult in general, like I don't think wrestling by and large has satisfied me in the way it used to when I was a kid. You know, the, the, mm -hmm. there's that bit in Dogma, I think it is, where Kevin Smith talks about faith. Is that, is that where it is? And it's yeah, like, the, well, a, I would imagine so, because there's a movie that's all about, about faith. Yeah. Where you, as, as a kid, you've got like a small glass and it's easy to pour like that glass of water up with faith, if faith is the water. But then when you grow up, the glass gets bigger. That faith, mm -hmm. it's, it's harder to keep up there. And I, th I I always thought, hey, maybe that's what's happened to me with wrestling. Like, I've got to find my own enjoyment through diving deep into the backstage stuff and who's beefing with who and what the reported plans are and the business dealings. And then, you know, the stuff that happens on screen in the kayfabe world is, is just an added bonus. Mm -hmm. But this was the first time seeing Sting back, and it ties into all of those Darby Allens sitting up there in the rafters. We've been making Sting jokes for weeks. Emo Sting. That's, and that's saying something, to have an emo version of 90s Sting. <laughs> like, all of that stuff, it took me back to when 
I used to really just be completely enamored with what is going to happen next. Not what backstage drama there is, but what is going to happen next when Kenny shows up next week on Impact or Sting finally sits down with Tony Schiavone on next week's episode and talks. That was the segment that was announced. Oh, it's a good day. Yeah, dude. I mean, I've been listening to podcasts like in between writing and stuff. I listened to the Fight for Review. I've listened to uh, Going in Raw's review of this show as well. And it has just been, it's been so lovely hearing wrestling fans not just be excited about a product and just being excited about a wrestling show because you know we we, we do that you know you i sit down to talk about the shows and we do get excited about reviewing dynamite it's been episodes of raw that we got really excited about episodes of smackdown there's been pay views where at the end of the pay you're like what an amazing show that was oh this is why i love being a wrestling <laughs> fan but the podcast there was a different vibe to today's shows that i've been listening to and sort of a different going on to twitter there was this different vibe sure there are those negative Nancys that are just there to be like, well, the, my, my least favorite quote in the entire world. If this was WWE, <laughs> that is an instant mute on Twitter. Um, but like the majority of people just being seeing the excitement of staying being in this company. There are people that I've seen who have just like completely dismissed AEW. But now that Sting is there, they're like, okay, now you have my attention. Like now I'm 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 gonna tune in and see this. And when they announced that Sting's on the show next week to talk, I was like, yeah, I can't wait. Even though at first I thought it said Sting Spears. And I was like, what's um <laughs> is he is he is he now with uh, Ty Dillinger? Like, is this his uh-huh. new giving now? <laughs> but no, it said Sting Speaks. Um, and it's and like JR saying, Tony, I want it to be you that does that sit down interview. I was like, oh, the feel of my heart, mm. man. Oh, I loved it. Tony was great tonight, by the way. Oh, Tony yeah. in that main event was amazing. So let's talk about this main event and the, the partnership. The other we'll, big thing. We'll circle back to Sting. Yeah, we'll circle back we'll because there's still water. Back. We'll circle back. This is one of my all-time favorite things that AEW has ever done. Because if Don Callis was just out there on commentary for this match, this would have been the moment we like, huh. It's weird that Don Callis mm. is out there for commentary. Oh, it's because he's done an angle with them later on. Yep, that that all makes sense. But because he did it at full gear, because he was just there and they were like, Kenny Omega invited me here to, to uh, commentate on his match with Hangman Page. We were like, oh, well, that's, that's curious, isn't it? That the Don Callis there, maybe there's some impact partnership. So when he was then on this show, you're just like, well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Because he was there for the full gear show. You don't think there's an angle coming because they've already set the seeds up that that's Doug Callis just is there for commentary on Kenny Omega matches. A absolutely brilliant sleight of hands that made the, the, the turn at the end, if you want to call it a turn or the angle at the end of this feel like so, so, so good and so amazing. And like, it, it, honestly, I, I I couldn't take notes. I sort of stopped taking notes. because I was so engrossed with what was going on on screen. As soon as Callis got up, I was like, Oh, mate, Callus is getting up. What is Callus doing? And the sliding of the microphone in. When Omega hit John Moxley with the microphone and Tony Schiavone said, what happened to that gentleman's agreement? Which, by the way, is all Don Callis could talk about during the match. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just rambling now because I, I, I'm, just I'm, saying I'm, things. <laughs> I'm just saying things now. I'm not, even, I'm not even commentating on things. I'm not even providing actual conversational commentary on this. I'm just excited. That's talk. Let's try and get some structure because we're 12 mm. minutes in now. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, for, for anyone who hasn't seen Dynamite, I encourage you really, to, I mean, you already know what's happened, but you might not know the specifics of how it unfolded, which was a huge, huge part of the enjoyment. So, so do stop 
and go, I'm watching the viewer count to see. <laughs> uh, do stop and, and go and watch Dynamite and come back and watch this later. Um, because we're now going to do like what happened. Uh, yeah. So the actual match itself, Omega versus Moxley, this it's just it's layers upon layers upon layers. And that's what you get when you put in time and resources and storytelling concentration over over a year. Because it's not just all these bits with Don Callis. You've got at the core of this a really solid story between Omega and Moxley, one that dates back over a year itself to last year's Full Gear, Full Gear 2019, where they had the unsanctioned match, and it was a bloodbath because that was yeah. Moxley's turf. You could make the argument that it goes back to double or nothing last year mm. and Moxley's debut attacking Omega in that main event and then attacking and then attacking him again on Dynamite on the first episode. Totally right. And you, you off the back of that sort of unsanctioned match, the bloodbath, the hardcore match. Yeah, the idea behind this was it's a gentleman's agreement. And they told that story. It was a half hour match. You know, it went pretty long. Um, it wasn't that hour or overrun of the hour that some people were were speculating. A lot of people said, hey, maybe it's going to be a 60 minute time limit draw to the Omega title change later on. I think we were both in the camp where no, just get the belt on Omega as soon as possible to start 2021 afresh. Mm -hmm. And the story of the match was was really, really solid. I, I don't think the first half was particularly standout, but you know, it's like those Akada matches. A lot of the groundwork is done there to make the second half of the match really makes sense and, and satisfying. So you had uh, Moxie's power versus Omega's speed for the from the start, and then it transitioned into Omega working over Moxie's leg, and then Moxley starts to get frustrated. He hits a paradigm shift, but as we all know, the paradigm shift no longer finishes anyone off. You need to hit five. It's like a crossroads. So he, in frustration, he gets out the ring, he gets some chairs, he throws them into the ring, and that's when Don Callis really starts to put over, this is a gentleman's agreement. These aren't meant to happen. Maybe they should have put in a stipulation where the title could change hands on a DQ. Yeah, maybe. I, I suppose they didn't want to do, I guess they didn't want too much gaga around it. It's mm -hmm. sort of like uh, too many layers to it. But it did like, there was a point where you're like, why are you grabbing chairs? Yeah. yeah. Like, you, like, you're not going to get yourself DQ'd, are you? But as soon as he sat down on you, you're like, oh, this is why. Because Mox, Mox's whole promo was like, you know, I'm not going to try and prove to you that I'm the best wrestler. Because I'm not going to like do your gentleman's agreement. I'm going to fight this the way that I fight. And the way I'm going to fight is by hitting you in the face as hard as I can. And I dare you to try and hit me back as as hard as I hit you. I really love this. Particularly that V-trigger at the end of it was just, oh, oh, crikey. Yeah, so Moxley awesomely just sets the two chairs up. They're facing each other. Yay, boo spot. And yeah, Kenny wipes him out. And, and you know, then you enter the, the standard V-trigger portion of the match, which is where it's 90% V-triggers, I've got nothing nothing against that. Mm. I'm, I'm happy for the whole match to be that, really. Yeah. And yeah, it, it spills outside, and that's where you get the sort of angle at the end that's coming. By the way, throughout this match, now was the sort, I was like, okay, we're picking up steam here. We're going towards the finishing sequence. It hasn't been that blow-away match that you know was in my head. But I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That wasn't the intention here. I think they've got that match in their back pocket. That's exactly but, it. But it's like, you, you know, you look back at some of the Omega, like Omega page at full gear was was infinitely better than this, I thought. But mm -hmm. that's not to that's not to criticize this for, for, for the purpose of that main event prestige TV thing. I thought it did really well. And it spills to the outside. Moxley paradigm shifts Omega onto the concrete. 
But the commentators said it was the radiator. It was into the heaters. So like he sort of backed him into the heaters and then uh, he fell down onto the concrete. Right. And and that's where Omega starts selling like he's injured. Medic comes down, but Moxie's like, no, get him back in the ring, throws him in the ring. And that's when Callus comes down. It's like, hey, you're going too far. Like, And he even gets a microphone to plead to Moxley's compassionate side. Referee's distracted by this. Moxley decks Callus. Callus, as he falls, slides the microphone to Omega. That's when Omega uses the microphone to deck Moxley. Four V-triggers, one winged angel. Moxley, first proper loss in AEW. Yeah, it's his first singles loss mm. in, in AEW. Still no one to kick out that one winged angel as well. I also love to make... Uh, okay, just before I get into sort of the, bit, the bits that I loved, I'm going to completely agree with you. This was not a blowaway match, but I just I think it was done by design not to be the blowaway match because that is a match that you save, they're saving for pay-per-view. This match was, in essence almost more angle it was more about the angle than it was the match itself so you don't do the big blow away match if you're going to be ending mm. it with your big angle because you want the angle to be the things that people are talking about not like the the, the six star match in ring right so I actually think that was a really, really smart play by them. Still went out there and had a great match. Like it was a great, great TV main event match, right? But it wasn't like the pay-per-view quality main event that I think some people were expecting. But that it was all by design. I loved Kenny Omega doing uh, the shout out to Akada. He did like the, the Rainmaker pose and then hit this ripcord uh, V-trigger in the sort of same way as, as the Rainmaker. Then went up to do the Phoenix Splash, Kota Ibushi's like Phoenix Splash. And that's when Moxley pushed him to the outside. So there were lots of little things that Kenny was doing here, like peppering throughout. You know, like if you've been following his career, you can pick up on these little things. They mentioned Akada a lot during this match as well. Like he got like name dropped three or four times. Hmm, Forbidden Doors. Um, but it was just, I, I also particularly love the fact that as soon as like Moxie was the guy to spill this to the outside and brawl around ringside, because that is Mox's playground. That's Mox's territory. And you've got the commentators talking about Kenny needs to get this back in the ring because in the ring, that's Kenny's world. He's now in Moxley's world and he's not winning. There was just a lot of stuff in it that I thought was really, really great. Yeah. And to, to circle back to that final bit with the microphone, like I think, so I, I I'm really I really like the the weapon choice when they mean stuff in the overall feud. And at first I was like, the microphone's a bit of a weird touch. Is it you know like it, the belt makes more sense in mm. this scenario? Uh, but I think that the genius of the microphone was became apparent later because what happens? Omega wins, and I'm like, okay. We've already had the Sting thing. This is part, another part of the genius because you're looking forward to the match. You think the title change in the main event is the thing. Then Sting happens halfway through the show. So you're like, oh, that was the thing. And yeah. then you get to the match that you thought was the thing, being like, well, this is no longer the thing. Title change happens. Okay, I expected that at this point. Don Callis gets in. I'm like, okay, ah, oh, wicked. Don Callis and Kenny Omega. They're a, they're a new heel act. That's really cool. Still, at this point, I'm an idiot. I'm a mark. I never once thought Impact Wrestling. I just thought this is right. a this is a heel manager, heel champion thing. Don't it's just and they're putting over. It's a screw job. It's a screw job on on commentary. Tony even called it BS. Yeah, like he used the actual word. Oh, it was good. And Callus, no time to celebrate in the ring. Hands Omega the title, and they are out of there. And and then I'm like. This is 
well, first I was like, this is weird. What's happening? But I've watched it back a lot. I'm more like, this is so freaking cool. They walk out. The commentators are shouting at them. They storm past Tony Khan backstage. There's loads of wrestlers in masks being like, what, what, what are you doing? Why are you? And they're just walking past them all. They go outside and I see the, the van or the four by four that's going to take them away. And I thought, oh, is this a Young Bucks thing? Is this going to be the like the reveal of the elite or a new faction? So I'm still, still nowhere near where this is going. And Alex Marvet read it to the recap of this. You know how they do in their posts. Mm -hmm. And they describe this bit as Alex Marvez uh, emerged from the pocket dimension that <laughs> AEW keep him in whenever he's not doing interviews. And he <laughs> comes out with the microphone. He's like, what, what's going on? What's going on? Kenny says nothing straight into the van or the four by four. And Callis says, you'll find out on Tuesday. And I, it's goofy, but it was a perfect setup line. Marvez, but Dynamite isn't on Tuesday. Like, you've got Dark, mate. Maybe he's talking about Dark. <laughs> um, and then Callis says, we'll, we'll reveal all on Impact Wrestling. I, uh, I saw a clip of Stephen Larson watching it live and reacted to it and all the while while they're while kenny is storming off they are joking god could you imagine if don Callis says that you're gonna find out on tuesday god i mean it's not gonna happen but could you imagine if they said that and the moment was like you'll find out tuesday on impact wrestling like my my mouth was like no way they're gonna do this reveal on another company this is nuts it's so i mean it's it's incredible right I, 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 it's not going to be an, I, I mean, maybe it will be an in-ring thing, but Impact have taped everything up until late January, I think. That's I think a they've, good point. They've, they've taped everything up until their next pay-per-view. So, like, but maybe, of course, they don't know about, you know, they haven't taped, um, sit down uh, interview right. segments. Sit down interview, exactly. Sit down interview segments. Actually, I mean, there's no fans there. So they could do something just going out there and just cutting an in-ring promo and just, you know, slight uh, inputting that in. But there's all of a sudden you're like, okay. That's a dream match. That's a dream match. We've got this AEW Impact Partnership. So many people have said, this is the time to do your blood and guts match. Mm. Like a, a revolution. AEW versus Team AEW versus Team Impact at blood and guts. There's so, so much about this. And WWE have spent the last 40 plus years making sure they are an island unto themselves. They don't want to play with anyone else. They don't want to be in anyone else's ballpark. We could have worked with uh, British uh, companies uh, to sort of like do some stuff here. Nope, we're just going to create our own one and just take all the talents and still be our own island unto ourselves. AEW have done the very, very smart thing here, which is this is a wrestling world. Partner with people. Done it with AAA. They've done it with CMLL. Let's start partnering with people. Let's start creating this wide universe and create a worldwide territory system. And picking Impact is a smart thing. This is a great deal for Impact. But it also works out as a great deal for AEW because there's a heck of a lot of talents in Impact that are being slept on, unfortunately, because like not many people are watching the product. Now is the time, I guess, for people to start watching the product and get. Like, I haven't been this excited to watch Impact you know, in, in quite a while. It's it's a shame we have to call it Impact because you know we're, I know the TNA name's tainted TNA, and yeah, it's I a know. terrible name, but that <laughs> yeah. Impact feels like a different promotion to the TNA legacy. And they, yeah. they've they've consciously done that because of all the errors of the Carter administration and the Vince Russo era. But you know that I TNA was my first anti WWE. It, it was yours as well. It was a lot mm -hmm. of people's. A lot of people who 
watched wrestling back then, but don't watch wrestling now. And there is a lot to dive into here, and we're going to get into all of the positives. But I guess, like, to, to level the main criticism, this is something that benefits Impact vastly more than it does AEW. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 100%. I was actually texting a friend of mine about this this morning, being like, this is a, a really, really great deal for, for Impact in terms of the exposure, because no, like no one has been talking about Impact this much in quite some time. Not since, you know, like Slammiversary, they had quite a lot of hype around them. And I think the same, you could take, argue the same for Bound for Glory. But nothing is on this level where it is just like people talking about, holy heckins, I've got to see Impact. I've had people message me being like, how do you watch Impact? Like, I've, <laughs> I haven't tuned into it. Where can I find Impact? And you're like, it's actually on Twitch for free. Mm -hmm. um, so like, this is, gonna, this is a huge, huge deal for, for Impact. For an AEW side of things, it's, a, it's about talent. And it is about changing the, the wrestling landscape to show that we are an open door. We are willing to work with, with companies and, and put on a product that is designed for fans. Someone messaged me today on, on Twitter to being like, I don't get it. I don't know why you'd pick Impact. And I was like, because the fans benefit the most. Like, we get so much out of this. Wrestling's an open door. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, maybe, maybe that's the case. Maybe Tony Khan looks at this and like, I am going to help all of wrestling, you know? All of mm -hmm. anyone who's against WWE is a friend of AEW's. And maybe that is a part of it. He's a wrestling fan. I'm sure that plays into his psyche somehow. However, I, I would be surprised if that is the case. I think the idea of doing stuff for the fans... I don't think AEW needs to do stuff for the fans. They, they do plenty enough already with their excellent weekly Dynamite shows, pay-per-views, etc., etc., there's the talent exchange as well. That's definitely a plus for for AEW, particularly with the women's division. However, oh, yeah. they're actually doing all right with their women's division the last few weeks. And NWA is already a partner there for, for that. For the tag and men's singles divisions, dear God, they've got more talent. For, they, they've got enough talent for three shows. Mm -hmm. So I, oh, I don't yeah. really see what benefit there is adding in impact wrestlers who I love, but, you know, they're going to take spot TV time away from people who are on the roster right now. So I'm thinking, what is, what, if I was Tony Khan, I would be so interested in this idea when it's pitched to me by Callus and Omega, I imagine. And I'd be like, yes, I love the idea. I love the storyline idea. But as me, owner of AEW, owner of WrestleTalk, what do I get out of it? I'm not going to get mm -hmm. any more viewers. I'm, I'm not, I'm going to get, too much talent, which is going to cause a freaking, you better believe me, there's going to be a massive headache down the line when AEW have, they can't please all their talent. And, you know, like, what what is the benefit there? AEW, signed, this is me speculating here, this is the only thing I could think of, so maybe there's something obvious out there I'm missing. AEW, at the start of the year, pre-pandemic granted, agreed to give TNT another wrestling show. They said that's not going to be dark. Impact draws no viewers on Access. I mean, maybe, but Access own the, they own Impact, don't they? So, like, are, are they going to take the show off their own network to put it onto argue? I mean, granted, it's a much, much bigger station, but are, are they going to, are they going to do that? I don't know. I mean, I, get but, more money for it. It, it doesn't right? make any money right now. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I would, I'd be surprised. 
I I think you might be onto something with that app. Actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I hadn't considered that, but yeah, maybe you're absolutely right. For my for my money, really, when I saw you know well, what I saw when I, you know they said it's going to be on Impact, my first thought was, okay, well we're leading to a super show. We're leading to the whether it's Revolution, whether it is Double or Nothing, it comes down to AEW versus Impact Wrestling as a super show. That is a there's a card full of dream matches. It's champions versus champions, it's matches you never thought you'd get to see. Uh, that's kind of where I thought. I don't know if there was like this. I, I don't know if there was this bigger picture thing that I didn't see that you did, which is, yeah, getting impact onto a much, much bigger channel in front of a much larger audience for a show that actually has been great. You know, these like this last year, these last couple of years, impact have been doing amazing, amazing work because they've got an incredible level of talent with a really, really good creative team. But unfortunately, they are kind of like nxt uk it's a tree falling in the woods with no one around to hear it like it's it's not making a sound i've got so many questions i'm conscious of time yeah. so i'll try and we've got ultra chats and the whole rest oh, of the God. show to dive into yeah, um do you think this impact partnership makes a new japan working relationship more possible or less I mean, I, I, funny enough, when Don Callis was, we did the full gear review and I, I actually made the joke, well, this is how you get into New Japan, right? Because Impact have got the working relationship through Don Callis. This is it. You kind of use Impact as a way to open the forbidden door. I kind of think that it is. I think that I got that and Harold May stepping down, which is what Tony Khan said was the biggest stumbling block in terms of a New Japan relationship. I think there's got to be one coming down the road. I just, I, I personally think, think it makes it less likely i just don't get why you would you you get in the position of hot shotting them you don't want to suddenly announce all of these working partnerships you'll become like global force wrestling with jeff jarrett <laughs> uh and i want to buy some gold <laughs> it makes me think like why didn't they wait out for new japan why didn't they go the the ring of honor route we know there were discussions there uh ring of honor were talking with nwa earlier in the year there's you know there's there seemed a lot more connections with Ring of Honor than there did sort of impact uh, a couple of months ago. So I just think choosing impact might be a, it's an interesting choice. But you've also mm -hmm. got the other thing we haven't spoken about. Jesus Christ, there's so much. Luke <laughs> Gallows and Carl Anderson are there. I know. Yeah, absolutely. All the, like, you know, that Bullet Club era are all draped in gold at the moment because Kenny's champ, Buck's champ, and the, uh, the Good Brothers are champs at the moment. They are, they're dripping with gold currently. Mm. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzle Mania, brought to you by Parts Fun Known, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Fun Known's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Amorons. It is mouth-watering. Let's finally get into some oh, of your ultra mate. chats. And uh, I, on this, I, oh I feel like we're God, cutting ourselves it. short because we've got so much that we could have dived into. There are seven pages worth of chats as well. Well, it's be a long show, folks. A lot of stuff we want to talk about is going to be brought up in the Ultra Chats. So uh, remember, everyone, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get your Ultra Chats in. We'll read out every single one of them, no matter how many there are, <laughs> before the end of the stream. JobberJJ496, of course, he's always here. If it wasn't for Wrestle Talk reviewing Slammiversary 2018, I probably wouldn't be back into TNA. Impact. They've worked so hard to write the Stankoff Hogan Bischoff era. Omega and Callus is the new Team Canada. The dream matches are going to be awesome. So excited. Yeah, I mean, completely agree. Like, I was like, we used to review Impact shows, and we were really gutted that like they they always drew really low viewing uh, ratings for us, which is why we kind of which like with the NXT podcast kind of reason why we sort of stopped doing them and it was a shame because they were doing really really good stuff like the last couple of years as i said been amazing i just cannot wait for sammy callahan he's he's my one oh and oh, rich yeah. swan geez oh absolutely yeah. eric young's doing amazing work currently like <sighs> moxley callahan i've seen a few people say like oh. callahan's the one who attacked him <gasps> i didn't even think about all that stuff I know there's a lot to there's a lot here, right? <laughs> oh my god. Uh YS Mir Zero One Storm Crown with the new impact and AEW partnership, an old tag team could return. John Moxley go. and Sammy Callahan, the switchblade conspiracy. Even Callahan tweeted last night after AEW a gif of a switchblade. A potential new feud, or has Mox finally found an ally? Hey, who knows, man? There's a Not lot if he's attacked him. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> 
Mistro the God, could you imagine Hangman returning to save Dynamite from Impact and NWA or New Japan like Stone Cold returned to save Team WWF from WCW and ECW by the end of next year? I hadn't even thought about Hangman Page until you mentioned it in your review. And it almost sounded like you got choked up with the idea of Hangman Page coming down to make the save. And it actually choked me up a little bit as well, being like, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, God dang, that'd be amazing. You bring the the macro down into the micro, the personal again. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got this war between promotions, but it's also a war between former friends. You're the old hangman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mike Jensen. Hello, gents. Do you think in the back of Tony Khan's mind, knowing that the government is coming after WWE for the independent contractor label, he is thinking, if we work with other companies, the government will go even harder at WWE and look away from AEW? I don't know. That is a really interesting point. It is, yeah. I have no idea, but yeah. Yeah, so uh, the sort of employment law, at least in the UK, is that if you are a freelancer, you have to prove that you work and contract to multiple different companies. If you stick with one company too long, you are eventually considered an employee. Um, I I don't know if that's what's driving this, but it's certainly an interesting consequence. Reese Johnson, afternoon lads, what an incredible episode of wrestling. Genuinely feel this is the start of a major change in wrestling and WWE need to massively up their game or start to fall behind in regards to the biggest company before long. Hashtag Elfagadors. I think there's still a little ways to go there. Yeah, I mean, I was actually just going through some some facts and figures. WWE, ha- their profits for quarter three were up 700% year on year. So like, I think for the time being, they'll be fine as the biggest wrestling company on the planet. Yeah, they're on Fox. Their their viewership doubles, over doubles what Dynamite does. Look, I, it's just because me and Luke have been here quite, quite a few times before with really exciting things. Just temper your expectations, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's brilliant for, for now. Good Harmer. I'm here just to make history and share this moment. Uh, it's weird to watch AEW and think about Luke and Mr. Davis losing their minds. I kind of wish we'd done a live stream of it. I really mm. do. Like, in hindsight, man, I wish we'd done a live stream of it. But yeah, like, my mouth was agape at I the said, end of this show. Uh, I was telling my lady partner last night before I went to bed how excited I was for the title match. And she said, aren't you going to live stream it? And I said, I'm not going to live stream a TV episode. <laughs> Humble pie, humble pie. Mm-hmm. Peter Mullins, what is Kenneth Alpha doing in the Impact Zone? I love AEW purely for the options they give us. Impact Invasion, check. Potential dream matches out of the Wazoo, sure. Blood and Guts match with AEW versus Impact teams, check. AEW versus Impact versus NWA versus AAA, ah. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the NWA partnership that they've clearly got going on at the moment either. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's massively important. Like, I don't think NW... I, I don't think you want to add an ECW to this WWF-WCW tandem. Uh, Nate S. Guys, AEW Impact Blood and Guts, but not over something lame like Brand Warfare. Mixed teams like Bucks, Good Brothers and Kenny versus FTR, Hangman and Motor City Machine Guns. So many possibilities. I've never been more excited to be a wrestling fan. I would say if you are going to do an AEW Impact Blood and Guts, I want to see people who are AEW on the AEW side and people who are Impact. I don't want, because you don't want the Survivor Series 2001 main event where you're looking at it and be like, oh, those are all WWF guys in the ring. 
But it does work if Kenny's on Team Impact right now. Okay, but he has to be the only one because what? Yes. Other, otherwise, it is just like, well, these are just a bunch of lads now. Uh, now, oh my God, Jericho would have been in both of those matches. <laughs> he was on Team WWF versus the Alliance. Yeah. Uh, Noah Fortner, I haven't been this excited and happy for the future after a wrestling show in a long, long time. Boris Nisovich, AW now working with Impact, NWA, and AAA. Come on, you Japan. Don't you want to hang out with your wrestling friends? Kareem Hanafi, AEW versus Impact. Oh, God. Match beyond match led by Mox and Kenny. Uh, Riddick Wolf, WWE is a huge entity, but could you see AEW buying up Impact and use them as a second show called AEW Impact? Khan could afford to then Impact talent putting on good shows don't have to worry about viewership. Remember when Orange and T-Mobile became EE. Well, that's a little bit of a throwback there to some UK British phone companies. Um, yeah, I don't know if if buying them out is, is kind of what they're aiming to do here. Like, I don't know if that's what's on the table. It maybe I think it's just a working partnership as opposed to a we're going to buy you and you're going to be under the AEW umbrella. I'll just do a few more and then we'll go into the full play-by-play review of the show. Joshua Bax, how do you think they will handle the fact that Impact Kayfabe killed off Ali before she joined AEW? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing show. Hashtag everything is fake. It'll get rowdy. Yeah, I I hadn't considered that. But um, yeah, or the fact that they look at me like, aren't you LAX? Yeah. Uh, Flint Mech, Don Callis is arguably the reason we have AEW since he put together Kenny versus Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom 2018 and now he's helping architect this new interpromotional feud crazy to think how pivotal he has become for the next decade of pro wrestling did Don Callis have a, a hand in the Kenny Jericho match at Wrestle Kingdom he's never mentioned it first I'm hearing of it Luke <laughs> I, yeah it's, and it's amazing to think that he stepped away from wrestling for, for decades yeah and he's come back and he's just what a mind and finally for now don't worry we'll read out all your other ultra chats uh, at the end of the show matthew robinson wow i have never been a tna or impact viewer and it proves how good this is that i want to watch impact and for viewers that never left wwe for tna i left before tna and now i am so hooked to watch it now impact is now on the board Mm -hmm. do you know what i got vibes of what do you get vibes of, mate? CM Punk. Taking the title. Sense? Taking oh, the title. Yeah? You know, when he should have taken it to Ring of Honor. And he should yeah. have been out for like months and months and months to a proper Summer of Punk storyline. But WWE just had him return two weeks later. Yeah. We've got uh, th- nearly 3,700 people watching this stream. It's our most watched uh, Dynamite stream in quite some time. And probably for very good reason, because holy heckins, a lot happened on this show. I I mean, probably beating all of the Raw ones as well. Yeah, maybe, oh, maybe massive, Mania. Yeah. Maybe Mania did this much. But yeah, if, if you're just joining us for the first time, please do uh, give us a subscribe. We do daily wrestling news videos and reviews and whatnot. And we've got loads of stuff coming for Christmas that we are tirelessly working away on. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> This show of Dynamite began with the Diamond Battle Royal. I'm not going to go through all the names, 
but it is. It, it was for MJF's diamond ring that he's had since last year. Uh, do you get any, do you get a title shot with the bat with the ring? No, it's basically just you have the ring, uh, and it's worth money, and it oh, sounds like it. a co- and it sounds like a Cody idea. Yeah, yeah, it's right out of eighties wrestling Cody fandom, as is Sting, and. <laughs> And the idea is it's a battle royal with loads of the mid-card talent and some upper-card ones. And the two, and Luther, and the two people left at the end have a match next week to decide who gets the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it was a really fun battle royal, actually. What I liked about this is it was trying to like stem off various different feuds and stuff. You know, this was about Dark Order trying to recruit Hangman Page, so like all of their interactions were really fun. Furthering the Scorpio Sky Sean Spears feud that's got going on, the, the Miro uh, uh, Kip Sabian Best Friend stuff that was in there. Matt Hardy got a heck of a lot of eliminations in all of this. Eliminated John Silver to massive booze, and mm. then he eliminated Page, and, you know, and uh, Miro looked fantastic in all of this. And my, I've only got one criticism against this, and I, I wish it was Jungle Boy. It should have been Jungle Boy rather than Cassidy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so Cassidy's, comes... Cassidy's great and all. Like Cassidy's great, but I, I kind of wish it was Jungle Boy. It comes down to a final four, but really a final five of Wardlow, MJF, and Sammy Guevara. The inner circle, remember? It's still weird thinking of Wardlow and MJF that way versus Jungle Boy, and you know MJF is like. Go beat them. He'd already cut a promo earlier on saying whoever wins it, it's, you know, it doesn't matter if I win it or Sammy wins it. It's important that the inner circle win it. Total bullcrap. MJF wants it. And he, there's a bit where Sammy and Jungle Boy are on the top rope and MJF pushes Jungle Boy outside, takes Sammy out as well, eliminates Sammy. And it It was an accident. It was an accident, man. He didn't, didn't mean to eliminate both of them could totally play either way just fantastic stuff and then i thought oh no what are they gonna do now mjf and wardlow i don't want to see them fight and i don't want to see wardlow just step over the top rope either orange cassidy was still on the outside hadn't been eliminated he gets in runs wild eliminates wardlow uh and then we get the mat i forgot the rules of the match thinking well why is it ended with wardlow going out but it's because the final two will face next week yeah absolutely it was good stuff i i very much enjoyed it as i said should have been jungle boy yeah uh, i i echo your hangman page uh praise as well he was really interacting with the dark order he got pushed off the apron at one point the dark order caught him because they were walking glumly to the back and pushed him back in uh i i like that again i'm not i don't know how it works with Brody lee and i miss Brody lee right now mm-hmm. uh, also yeah i think matt hardy's turning heel I, yeah, that's what I said last week. You said it last week. Yeah. yeah. And I said, don't be silly. He's just, <laughs> doing, he's just doing gimmicks. <laughs> then we got Chris Jericho versus Kaz, Frankie Kazarian. I, it, 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 it was a bit long near the end with all the little spots of interference, but I don't care because mm. it's Kaz. Yeah, and they t- I enjoyed the match and everything, like Kaz and Jericho working together. But like the the ending, I, I thought it was a bit. There was too much Gaga at the end for Jericho to win. Like Kaz came off looking like a goofball, and the fact that like Jericho was like so busy arguing with everyone, and all the inner circle was so busy arguing that he never capitalized on it and still lost. Hmm. Like so, 
I, I thought it, it didn't make Kaz look particularly great. Fun to see Kaz wrestle, though. But he loved me some Kaz. And, you know, this is a first-time match with Jericho. That's also very, very fun. But, yeah, I felt bad for, for poor old Kaz in all of this. The argument here is that, the I guess, the purpose of this match was to show that all of it, all of the inner circle have different ideas of what they want to do. And they're not they're not working together as a unit anymore, which they were before MJF joined. Because literally every single member was doing something different. Jake was saying no interference. Ortiz wanted to hit Kaz over the head with his sock sock ball thing. Uh, MJF was trying to throw in the towel. Sammy was trying to stop him from throwing in the towel. Wardlow was just being big. And it's... Uh, so I don't mind it from that respect. What, what I'm more sort of jarred with me and this is this you know this was an excellent show this is a very minor quibble i just want the inner circle to get along for a bit mm-hmm. i feel like yeah. we had all this already i thought the las vegas trip was where they bond and now i just want them to be thick as thieves heels yuck 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 yuck, yuck. you know just be exactly. assholes for three months don't infight and then you can start to tease this stuff again uh but yeah this was a big thing some kind some of kind stock of... ball <laughs> No, I, I agree with you uh, completely. Because, yeah, after the match, Jericho said, like, enough of this. Um, we're the inner circle or we're not going to be. So next week, it's the ultimatum. We either work out our differences or the inner circle breaks up for good. Mm. I'd imagine the inner circle will probably stay together. My favorite thing about this, really, and the bit that made me laugh was the fact that because of the way that because Sammy came down to stop Jer- uh, MJF throwing in the towel, when Jericho won and he turned around, Sammy's the one who's throwing in the towel, and MJF <laughs> tweets out being like, I can't believe you're going to throw in this out, the towel. Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> that was good. Uh, after that, we got Young Bucks doing a interview with, uh, was it Tony? Was it? No, it was um, Alex Marvez backstage. Uh, and yet this was, so I listened to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez re- review just because I want all the reviews in the world of this show at the moment. And they said, there was too much on this show. There was so many angles. I didn't mind. I thought all nope. the ma- the angles made sense. I thought it's good for the people tuning into this episode to see Sting and all that storyline stuff. Yeah, you're only gonna you're only gonna remember the impact stuff, the title change, and Sting. But when you tune in next week, that's not all that's gonna keep you there. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, there was that Bucks thing going on. So I, th- I thought it was worthwhile. Hybrid to uh, attack them after the acclaimed did a rap. Yes, the acclaimed did a rap, uh, cutting a promo on them about their book, uh, and then uh, TH2 attacked them. SCU ran into make the save. Um, mm. And yeah, we're getting the Bucks versus TH2 next week, which I think will be probably pretty great. Uh, then we got Britt Baker versus Lady Taz, <laughs> Layla Hirsch. <laughs> She's tiny. Yeah. She's so tiny, right? Like, it, it, but she sort of more than makes up for it because when you put her in a cross arm break, you're like, oh yeah, she's going to break that person's arm. Like, I totally buy that. She's so thick. Like, she's got that. It's the same stout body as Taz, which just makes her terrifying. I think she comes off as really legit. And Baker is kind of the perfect foil because she's yeah. a bit gangly and not gangly. That's that's the wrong word. But she seems a bit more fragile with the the injury from earlier this year so just to see Layla Hirsch there it was a, it was a nice way to level out Britt Baker's obviously really pushed and I would expect her to win this match but just just putting her against Layla 
made it feel more threatening. Um, it's kind of like if you just put Will Hobbs in front of anyone, you, you would still <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, Will Hobbs might have a chance. Uh, but I thought I thought this was really good. I really like watching Hirsch wrestle in that she just yeah. tangles people up in submissions. Yes, and she's smooth as butter as well mm. with regards to like the transitions and stuff. Did a nice dive onto Rebel at one point. Like it, we were saying this last week about um, Anna Jay. Like you know, for some of the ladies they've got on there, which are you know their first year in the in the professional wrestling world, are really really like show an amazing amount of promise. And like Layla Hirsch, legit. Layla Hirsch is one of those people you're like, man, so much promise uh, in that. I think it was actually um, Josh Alexander of the North shared a gif of her recently, like a match that those two had. I think it was actually this year where she was putting out like amazing, amazing stuff uh, in the in gender match that they had. So there is a lot on the, there's a lot that can be done uh, with legit Layla Hirsch. Uh, and after that, when Britt Baker got the win with the lockjaw, we had Thunder Rosa run. I love that Thunder Rosa does not wait around. Like as soon no. as the bell rings, she's out there, she's attacking them. But Rosa also feels legit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I love Thunder Rosa, man. And mm. I'm, I'm really enjoying this feud with her and, and Baker. The face of NWA versus the face of AEW. I like it. Yeah. And that's that's another thing that's going to play into next week, hopefully. And then we got the Darby Allen and Cody versus Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks match. This was the one where Sting debuts at the end of it. It was a really, really fun match. Really solid. The only it's mainly to build up Hobbs. He looks fantastic at the moment. Cody got the hot tag, and he ran wild at the end and sort of blind, blind tagged in Derby. Derby coffin drop for the win. My only gripe with this is that the TNT title felt really, really special when it was on Cody because he was he was defending it every week, and he he was really pushed. I guess. Mm -hmm. Derby, I it just feels like he's in other people's tag matches. Yeah, I would agree with that because there was a moment when he made his entrance and JR said he's the face of TNT as the TNT champion. And I thought, you know what? I don't feel like he is the face of TNT currently at the moment. He doesn't feel like he is the the champion. Like I I get that you know Cody is involved in this feud as well with Team Taz, but like I mean, it's not this bad. But he's Asker at the moment. In that Asker is the third wheel in the story with uh, Lana and Nia Jax, and I feel like Darby's kind of like is sort of that playing that similar role. Like this is a few, it feels, although the feud has been Darby versus Team Taz, Cody's almost felt like he has sort of superseded that feud in, in in a way. Yeah, but maybe that's about to change. Maybe this is they were just in a holding period because of Sting, uh, because after this Team Taz beat down the baby faces. They even beat up Arn Anderson. Oh, Dustin mm, Rhodes ran dicks. down. They beat him up as well. And I'm like, where are the other 40 members of your faction to come out and save you? Bloody Billy Gunn needs to get off his ass. Because like Cody keeps getting his butt kicked in the ring. Billy Gunn's just standing there with Austin Gunn being like, duh, what do we do? <laughs> but then the lights cut out. And again, like the main event, I I was like, oh, probably Brody Lee. This is exciting. <laughs> and then the winter is coming promo plays and freaking sting walks out of the tunnel yeah oh man freaking sting dude and it was just like when the lights went out i said that was when i was like oh my god i wonder if this is sting but i'd, I'd talked myself I out of that the possibility <laughs> and then when sting came out i, I, I said it at the top of the show dude I, I welled up and the commentary by tony shivani and the commentary by jim ross was so so great excalibur was no slouch either 
this is going by Dave Meltzer's report. Like he is signed, you know, to be a regular TV character. I don't know what you are going to do with him. Sting himself has said that because of like, you know, following successful surgery for his spinal stenosis and as what Edge had, he is able to wrestle again. We haven't seen the last of Sting's in-ring career. I would probably wager at like 61. This is probably like, you know, is he like he feels, I don't even know how old Sting is, but he feels like he is. Yeah, I think it's about old that. at this point. Yeah. That's yeah. this probably be his final run. But dude, I was so, so excited to see the stinger. Like I was so, so excited. Yeah. It it was it's it's a really special moment. Uh, I freaked out. It's so rare for for us to sort of be caught unaware by wrestling angles these days. Edge, I I know like Edge was a surprise on the night, but we all kind of knew at, at the same time in the weeks leading up to it. I had no idea about Sting here. I had no idea about the Impact Invasion. And the WWE run that Sting had made me very sad. Yes. It made me so sad. The loss to Triple H at WrestleMania, absolute boulder dash that that was. And the, the Seth Rollins match is sad for obvious reasons. So just to see Sting here, and look like he was with renewed vigor and stuff. And as I said, like I got proper goosebumps when he was walking around the ring, staring into the eyes of Arn Anderson, like probably his oldest rival in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the, the wars that he had with the horsemen, walking around, looking at Dustin, looking at Cody, and then looking at Darby and really taking his time to like look in at Darby, turning to the crowd to do the woo. Chills, dude. Absolute chills. Yeah. I've I've seen some people on Twitter. I don't know if they're trolling, saying typical AEW taking another another WWE star. I, I mean, it, it, it's hard to tell with with Twitter sometimes because there are those people who just want AEW mm. to be bad. So, like, I mean, I once again, I I said that AEW was a good show today, and I had someone tell me to calm down because it's not, it's not that good. Um, I so <laughs> what were you gonna say? No, no, I was, was going to just talk about sort of uh, people's reaction to Sting. But go on. One thing I really appreciated, and it is kind of people's reactions to Sting, is how the camera stayed on Sting. The camera stayed on Sting, and the people in the ring let the story unfold. The commentators did the work. They went to break. When they came back, they said, let's look at that again, that moment when Sting returned, and let's have a look at the crowd's reactions. And that's when they played it, cutting in between Sting and the crowd. Mm -hmm. And I thought yeah. like, oh my God, another company would miss half of those shots because they'll be focusing on people on their phones in the audience. Yeah. I've also seen the argument. Like, so, so we talk about, you know, whether or not this is a positive for, for AEW, because I've I've seen some people be like, yeah, he's too old to stand the other. It's, it's focusing on the wrong things, yada, yada, yada. AEW can't build their own stars, et cetera, et cetera. Someone did give me the, if this was WWE arguments today. That if Sting had done this in in WWE, people would have crapped all over it. I really don't think they would have done because Sting is that very special person. For example, everyone bloody loved it when he showed up in 2014 at Survivor Series. It was great. Plus, everyone bloody loved it when Goldberg showed up. Difference was Goldberg then won the title. Goldberg then beat Kevin Owens when he really shouldn't have. He then beat uh, The Fiend when he really shouldn't have. That was this year as well, in case people have forgotten. 
it's how, and, and I think that AEW have shown over the last couple of years or so that they have been in business, that they know how to use legends. Jake the Snake Roberts is not your top champion at the moment. He is a <laughs> mouthpiece for Lance Archer. Arn Anderson is not the TNT champion. He was the manager for the TNT champion. If Sting can still go, you can get some really good matches out of Sting. The times to say that they are pushing Sting too far is when he is the AEW world champion. That is when you are using the legend in the, depending on the story you're telling, that is when you're telling the story the wrong way. Yeah. I agree. And then just to close out the show, we had Sheeda having a promo backstage saying she's not scared of Abaddon. Abaddon? Oh, but is God. it? <laughs> uh, but then she heard a, a sound and she ran away. And John Moxley it's... had a really good promo as normal. Yeah, she did the we're live pal joke, mm. which uh, I don't know if he particularly landed. Um but, you know, it was, it was, I thought it was quite funny. She was like, hey, she's just a girl that does zombie <laughs> cosplay. I do cosplay as well. I'm not scared. Then a sound makes her scared. Eh, but it was okay. It was endearing. Um, overall, in a poll on a poll match on Twitter, we had two and a half thousand people vote, which is, you know, far more than any show we've had since we've been doing it, with a massive 73.4% saying excellent, 18.1% saying good. Then there are more people saying terrible than there are poor. I don't. Well, I... But those are the people that just want the show to be bad. Like, yeah. like, I, and I know they exist because they're in our bloody chats during these live shows that just want to come in and just be like, "This company is rubbish. They can't create new stars." Despite the fact that everyone who's like, like the untold amount of stars that that that, that AEW are, are sort of creating on a weekly basis. So yeah, there are just people who are going to, regardless of what they did, they're just going to vote terrible. In the same way that I think no matter what WWE does, there will be people who will just yeah. vote the show terrible, even if it's a really good show, which Raw has been recently, and SmackDown is, is, is you know usually on a constant basis, are going to give the show terrible because they just want to hate it. Well, let's get on with our podcast Patreon shoutouts, folks. Uh, overall, by the way, yeah, it was more than oh. a four out of four. It was... <laughs> It's genuinely one of the best episodes of wrestling TV I've ever seen. Yeah, love this. Uh, top to bottom, fantastic. Three amazing angles. Pay-per-view level worthy show. I, If these were out of five, it would be a seven. Mm-hmm. If, even, even out of four, it's still a seven. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, just, I thought it was a great, great show. We will read out how many have we got here. Uh, ten pages now of Ultra Chats. We'll read out every single one of them as soon as uh, we've done. Our Pledge Hammer shout-outs for Patreon. If you're not a Patreon already, what are you waiting for? You get your shout-outs in this show. You get extra content with the poll for what me and Luke should review on Wrestle Talk Extra, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, uh, is up now. So you can go it's and It's not up yet. That. That's not up yet. Suggestions, Suggestions for the poll are, are currently up for our $25 and above backers. Um, Armageddon 2008 has been suggested. Final Battle 2012 has Ooh. been suggested. Armageddon 2005. NXT Takeover, our revolution. That's just, you know, it's an early doors um, uh, one that's got Charlotte versus Sasha Banks on it. Starcade 92, Capital Carnage. Bloody hell. Uh, which is the, it was a London based pay per view, Capital, Capital Carnage. Vengeance 2001, the night where Jericho became undisputed champion. That is a show I would like to mm. review. That's for me is the end of the invasion. 
while these people will certainly get to enjoy it, the Dijon mustard. Cheap pops. Yes, absolutely. Uh, end of evasion. Sorry, I did mean uh, the end of the attitude era. Wonderwall, Brian Gallagher. Yeah. Super kick, Nick Mazesco. Oh, he bloody loves AEW, I'd imagine. The Kessel Run DX Solo. Thank you. Wrestle Talk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Thank you. No one names their kid this anymore. Larry. Thank you. We'll always mark out for Ollie. Landrum. Smart guy. Chris, the Cypriot sensation patrol. Woo. Luke's favourite fan, the one, the only, the awesome Bubba. Ronald Coleman, baby. Woo. The roller coaster, Robert Acosta. And lastly, for this round of shout outs, Ryan, be bad. Woo. Thank you, everyone, ever so much now. get to all of these super chats thank you ever ultra chats thank you everyone who's uh, put them in dj thatcher i've been watching i've been wanting to check out impact for a while but hadn't had the time to watch another wrestling show i can assure you i'll be watching this tuesday i know it won't draw headlines like the rest of the show but don't sleep on layla hirsch yes please absolutely and like the good brothers kept saying to us on quizlemania don't sleep on impact either Hero in the half shell. Dynamite gives me the chills and it's awesome. I can enjoy impact wrestling with friends instead of enjoying it alone by myself. No one can see me watching it. Tony L. It's so amazing to see AEW working with another promotion, given us Thunder Rosa, Sting and TNA working together. Megatrain84. I guess we know where Kenny went after All Out and whose home he did that interview in before Full Gear. Oh we didn't talk about that. We didn't God. talk about that. It was the same SC, uh, SCU, SV, SUV that he got into at full gear when he said to the Bucks, you, uh, if you're not getting in now, then we're not doing this. <sighs> so it, this is in, in kayfabe world. This has been Kenny and Callis's plan for months. Since all out, this has been their plan. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even think about the interview as well before yeah. the hangman page match alexis ebden i watched the show live and just sat there at the end in silence unable to process what i'd seen then i wondered what's in it for aew would tony invest buy it out will we get aew dynamite and aew impact or do we get aew wins and then it's over well i mean i don't know but i'm excited to find out the Zornis, Triple H telling us it will all make sense. And then there is T TK telling us the landscape changes. Will we ever doubt Tony again? Wrestle Talk related, who will do the impact review next week? Well, the Zornis, you should go to WrestleTalk.com because Nate reviews that show every single week. So for all those people that said the Wrestle Talk never reviews it, we do over <laughs> at WrestleTalk.com and have done for years. We'll be, uh, I'll be doing that in the news. It won't be a review. I'll just be covering the, the news from the show. Uh, Monte Granito. Uh, Tony Khan is the man raising the water lifts all boats. Part of the promotion of this episode was war is coming and war is here. The posters had a ton of AEW talent, some that wasn't even working last night. So it was curious. AEW impact war greater than war games. 
Well, yeah, I, I've, I've got to think that a Blood and Guts match, AEW versus Impact, would be absolutely amazing. Nefair 3, what is the Impact versus AEW match you want to see the most? Also, RIP Pat Patterson, as a fellow French Canadian and a wrestling fan, I'll really miss him. I really liked um, uh, Moxley's shout out to Patterson in his mm. promo. Going to make the crowd go banana. Really like that. Uh, I I think Moxley Callahan right now for me. I just I just love Callahan. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with. Ah, <sighs> it's uh, the tag division. I think is the moment the one that that really jumped out to me. Like a, like the Good Brothers versus the the Young Bucks. I think would be uh, insane. The North Motor City Machine Guns. There's a lot there. The other one actually that I've seen a lot of people talk about is um, Jericho Shamrock as like a match because that was Shamrock's like final, that was basically his final hurrah in, in WWF was against Jericho. So, hey, what better way to do it again than 21 years later? Also, Shida and Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace versus mm. Amro. Oh, yeah. Amro. So you guys think AEW will still do another show besides Dynamite and Impact? That's too much wrestling. AEW should buy Impact and just be petty like WWE and move the show to Mondays or Fridays. Imagine having the Impact belt as a secondary world title. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like we're heading down that road. Like this isn't the end of it. Like nothing can kill Impact. Like that is the one <laughs> thing that we should all realize as wrestling fans. Even if AEW bought them and put them out of business, they wouldn't die because that's how resilient Impact is. Marquise Edwards. I'd love to see Kenny form a stable with Gallows and Anderson to later take on the Young Bucks and Adam Page. Mm, that's interesting. So I'm I'm in a bit of a predicament. I drank a lot of water. Uh-oh, do you need to and go to the toilet? seven pages left, <laughs> please. Uh, I will cover for you for the moment then. My light's going to die soon as well. Josh T. Dynomics, uh, this is on the subject of Sting, said, last night's show felt like one of the most important episodes in AEW history. The Sting debut received mainstream buzz online, even ESPN tweeting out the video. It feels like the Forbidden Door was unlocked last night and is waiting for someone to walk in. Wow, I didn't know that um, ESPN. Uh, tweeted out about it that's amazing um harry pryor um of course sting would return in a segment with the ultimate wcw mark cody also moxie is now 21 and one coincidence i would wager it probably is a coincidence uh harry but yes sting returning like sting in a, in a the storyline with cody boss is like it was gonna be no one else we all thought it was jericho what fools we were um rpd ingen i think that might be race uh glad you enjoyed sting's appearance but did nothing but take me out my suspension of disbelief when he showed up where did team taz go and why are they scared of the dark or a one man with a bat just made them look dumb so sting could have a stroll yeah i think the team taz just you know got out the ring because someone had come down to to make the save but yeah i totally get it if it wasn't for you then it wasn't for you scott young the winter came and so did i and a lot of people say that feel sorry for nxt though they don't have the facilities roster or overall production team to keep up with AEW. Yes, they do. It's a WWE show. Of course, they've got the facilities roster and production team. It's a WWE product. They just choose to make it that way. And that's fine. But yeah, they totally have the resources to do that. Roadkill899. Do you think uh, there is anything in the TNA Impact uh, background with Sting and him being involved in the angle between two of the companies? Basically, I don't... I, I don't know with Sting and him because Sting's a TNA guy, but not really an impact wrestling guy. That'd be my very lame 
sort of reasoning behind that. That is quite lame. But I, I don't know if I would see Sting sort of being involved in this Impact sort of war thing. It feels more like a Kenny Omega uh, style thing. Gaz is sort of a rock and roller. A couple of weeks ago in the pre-COVID days of the early 90s, because what is time anymore? Sting was my absolute favorite, the other being The Undertaker. And seeing him back on TNT gave me warm, nostalgia, fuzzy feelings. A little Stinger for life. That's so lovely to see. Ah, oh, Wrestling Talk Sign Guy. Haven't watched the TV version, but after Sting's debut, Tony Khan came out and talked to Shivani for a couple of minutes, and they were both laughing a lot. Oh, that's cute. I hurt my leg getting back in the chair. Oh, no, mate. What'd you do? I don't know. I've twisted it somewhere. <laughs> I have to, like, sort of stand, because there's a wall here, so I've got to stand on a, a sofa and mm -hmm. hop in. Oh, I thought oh. of another dream match I wanted to pitch to you as well. Mm. Sammy Callahan versus Eddie Kingston. Yes. I mean, it, uh, they were in the same promotion not too long ago. Uh, I know they yeah. were. Oh, bring, bring back Sammy and Pentagon. Oh, yes, mate. That's one of my, that was pretty much yes. a couple of years ago. Uh, Jeffrey Pridemore, I was almost in tears. Sting is my favorite wrestler from childhood. I'll never forget how I felt the first time I saw him drop from the ceiling. This was the coolest man I'd ever seen. At 30 years old, it felt like childlike wonder again. Yeah. Ethan Adams Joseph, winter has arrived, boys and girls. Love the show. I'll be watching Impact for the first time in a decade. Loved Sting, loved the main event, and I need to see Ashida Rosa against the Knockouts division. Genuinely excited. Are you guys excited for the future? Yes. More than I have been for years. Well, no, that's a lie because I was very excited when AEW became a company. So, yes, for yes. the first time in two years. Tyler Woodward. The fact Ollie had multiple orgasms about this makes uh, the true king of pains. Uh, this show gave me chills. I haven't felt chills like this from a show since the Rollins cash-in. Holy S-word, I'm a mark. Winter is coming indeed. 10 out of 10 show for me. Jam that jam. There's one east living and working in Germany. What made me watch the show? I'm so happy I did, although I have three and a half hours sleep. I watched Sting in the rafters all these years ago. Him and the Wolfpack made me fall in love with wrestling. I'm 23 again. Uh, this in uh, think is K. OMG! Did you see the sting coming? I marked out. I like how that that super chat is like. We hadn't seen like we'd, we'd only just talked about it. Did you see? Yeah. That? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in fairness, like because Denise sent me a, a tweet this morning, being like, "I can't wait for Luke to to wake up and, and see the show." And a lot of people like reply to that, being like, "Oh man, Luke, don't come on, don't read any more of Twitter until you've watched the show." I'm like, I don't open up twitter before i watch a show particularly not like this closing all that down i don't want any spoilers whatsoever until i've actually seen the show uh joseph imagine if wwe did this when austin joined the invasion and he would only appear on monday nitro yeah it would have been better <laughs> Rio or Dante freaking sting I got goosebumps seeing that last night Matthew Robinson love what you guys do got goosebumps when sting came out can I get a sting howl from you guys Mithril, uh, how much does adding Sting to Derby raise the TNT title? It really does, uh, doesn't feel like the second title anymore. Amazing booking. The Hangman as the AEW savior blows my mind. They had this all planned out. Mm. Uh, yeah, totally agree with you on Hangman. I don't think this has done anything for the TNT title yet. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't even a factor in that whole bit. But let's see where it goes. 
Matthew Robertson, the look that Sting gave looking down to Darby Allen. Wow, this show had so much. Oh, man, I, I can't stop thinking about that. Flint Mech, uh, Renee was streaming herself watching Dynamite last night. And there's a clip of her on Reddit and her reaction to Sting. Worth a watch. It's so wholesome hearing her shout, it's effing Sting. <laughs> Oh, I'm so gonna go. I don't really. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go check that out. That sounds amazing. Uh, Matthew Robinson has got a couple more. Um, what are your top five matches for Sting? Right off the bat, pun intended. Cody, Mox, Omega, Derby, Jericho. Well, yeah, I did. Cody and Derby are the top two for me. Um, Brian Cage. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't mean, really. Me. I've got to be honest. I don't really want to see him wrestle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I don't think that will. I don't think it will be good. Uh, but I would like to see him face those two guys. I wouldn't have him. I would have him on. I wouldn't have him wrestle that much. No. Oh no. You've got to treat it like it's an attraction thing. Like you don't want to put him out there on TV every single week. It's like, like Orange Cassidy. You don't want to overexpose this. You want to keep this as a special pay-per-view attraction. Uh, Matthew Robinson. I was watching this jumping up and down, thinking how Ollie and Luke were freaking out like me. The DS Davis. I literally cried when Sting debuted. To the point, my housemate thought something bad had happened when they saw Sting on TV. They said, "No way, is that Sting?" And for the first time, we watched wrestling together. Then, with how Kenny won, they hate Omega. We didn't talk about this. It's a great. How do you make AEW fans boo Kenny Omega? You have him turn the back on the company they love. Genius working. Yeah. Nate S lost my mind at the Sting debut. I wanted him to pass the bat to Darby. I wonder if this multi-year deal is more like the Arn Tully situation. I think there would be more smoke and mirrors for him having matches. Oh, I mean, do you remember TNA's like final run in and Sting's final run in TNA, where it was just wearing a t-shirt brawling through the crowd for eight mm. of the nine minutes that you're scheduled to have a match for. Do the Stinger splash, you know, smoke and mirrors. Flint Mech, I love the way that Sting inspected two halves of Darby's face. First the unpainted side, then the painted side. Mm. I like that. That's cool. Uh, Blight Patterson, Sting to mentor slash manage Darby. Um, I mean, I've seen a few people say that, like, you know, take, telling him, dude, stop throwing yourself in body bags with tax in it. Like, it's, <laughs> you're not going to make it to 30. He's a he's a lone wolf. I don't think that loner gimmick works with another loner. I, I, I don't. I'd be surprised if they can pull that off. Alistair Gammond. Oh, how am I? I'm so jealous of everyone oh, in Jacksonville yeah. last night. Woo. Yeah. Do you want to care? Take on over. Hot tag on the Kenny Moxley stuff. Uh, abortion reborn. The symbolism behind hitting the just a promo guy with a mic. That's like throwing metal stars at Omega. I didn't actually <laughs> think of that, but that was very good. <laughs> Dr. Doom. After Kenny won, my mind went to who actually killed John Moxley previously, and it hit me. Don Callis laid out Moxley. I mean, it's, it's every, yeah, I still don't know. Uh, Matt Netic Field thought the ending of the world title match tonight was a bit clunky, but genius move for Impact Wrestling if they get Kenny on their program on Tuesday. Eight out of ten match for me. Never thought Impact would get me to watch. Yeah, but that's that's the key to it, Matt. I, it wasn't designed to be a ten out of ten match. Patrick it actually makes it better. Patrick Kaniski, I think we all might have got it wrong. When Moxley was laid out, his legs were in the shape of a four. What if the four horsemen aren't just on one show, but between several? What if FTR was joined by Nick Aldis and Sammy Callahan? Who would you pick? Um, I like FTR and Aldis. That's a fun little team. Like pure wrestling style. That's a fun act. I think we're reading too much into Moxley's body now. We've got the hangman position as well. Yeah. Uh, Yashavsi Tripathi. 
After All Out, Kenny asked Bucks to come along to meet with the good bros to get the Bullet Clubish going. Carl and, Carl and Anderson, I think you mean uh, Luke Gallows and Anderson, attacked yeah. Moxley, I believe. Hey, Gallows and Anderson are actually a really good shout for yes. him. Yes. attacked him. That's a really good shout. Uh, our moderators have put the, the following chats in the group, Dynamite Related, a.k.a. general hype about everything that I can't categorize. <laughs> <laughs> Jobber JJ 496 Hello, lads. Today, I feel like a kid again. This show was incredible. I'm still speechless. Hearing Tony Schiavone yell at Sting made me so happy. TNA is the promotion that never dies and got that buzz again. Omega working Tuesdays, unlike Triple H. Lovely stuff. Wrestling talk sign guy again. I was at Dynamite in person. And while the crowd was more active, despite being outdoors in the cold without heat, they didn't tell us about Sting or Callus. I just thought it was a backstage producer. <laughs> what, Sting? Or, no, or I think, Callus, I think maybe. Callus. <laughs> Khan did come out and ask us not to use F or S words. He should probably say the wrestling... same to his roster. <laughs> a wrestling fan at an AW show be like, who's that production staff that's come out with all the face paint and the, and the long trench coats? It's a bit much, isn't it? Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. Oh, my God. After my uh, uh, ultra chat for Raw about WrestleTalk Mech, and merch, merch I think, and being 36. I don't feel 36 anymore. Taken back to my teen years seeing Sting, popped goosebumps the lot. Then Omega and Callus, just wow. I can't wait to see AEW in the UK. Yes, please. Yes, anyway. freaking please, mate. Josh Razuskas, last night legit made me feel like a boy again. I had no idea a legitimate surprise was still possible in wrestling, let alone a second one that changes the business. Unbelievable. DX Solo, everyone's in the chat. All the stars of Patreon. Oh, have I frozen or, or is Luke no, frozen? I think, I think it, was, it was me, sorry. DX Solo. I watched this episode with my jaw on the floor. During the Sting debut, I legit thought for a second I was seeing the return of Glacier. <laughs> I was relieved and I saw stunned. a lot of people make Sting. that joke on Twitter today, yeah. Then to also get Omega as champ and that whole impact thing, so damn exciting. Nate S, holy S-word, I'm still so pumped about last night. The crowd didn't even see the backstage Don Kenny stuff, so I didn't find out about Impact until I was in the parking lot. We got an Eddie Kingston family and Lance Archer brawl, which was confusing. Yeah, we heard Eddie, like, be, like there's so much commotion going on, and all of a sudden you could just hear Eddie Kingston being like, I hate you, Lance Archer, and I want to have a match with you. The guy... Sometimes he needs to turn it down. That was the first time I thought Eddie Kingston was too much here. Uh, Kevin, best dynamite ever. Not a big fan of ending the main event with interference, but it just made sense with everything going on. Sting's debut was perfect. The women's division is on its way up. Great show. Uh, yeah. Just, make, just making sense is the key to that, really. Like, you can have interference in a, in a main event match as long as it is there to make sense. Like, you know, like the AJ interference at the end of on uh, Raw, that totally makes sense as a DQ finish because AJ was trying to get The Miz to cash in because he'd rather face The Miz than face Drew. DQs can be fine. Interference can be fine as long as it all makes sense. JL Villa Villalona, 10. Uh, Luke. Oh, it's in Spanish. Mi amigo. Como están? With how awesome that episode was, people can't say that you're AEW biased. Oh, but believe me, they will. Oh, believe they will. I got a lot of that this morning because I said that was a fun show. 
Peter Mullins. The little things in the background excite me just as much as the huge things like Sting on TNT. With Impact getting their stars to cancel the virtual basement a few months back, could we get Impact stars on the AEW video game? An invasion angle in-game. I, I wonder if that would be a contractual, like minefield to get through i don't think it's out the realms but i don't know if it'll be on the game tyler woodward i used to hate impact with a passion for years but aew actually got me excited for impact also i've been saying aew doesn't need sting but i popped like a mark for it give me bucks versus the good brothers at the earliest convenience thanks aew great show Mike K, this is the first weekly show I have watched since the pandemic started, but you picked a good one. And oh, I must yeah. say, this was an amazing, memorable, newsworthy show. What a great gift by AEW Dynamite for my birthday tomorrow. I uh, loved it and will continue to watch AEW every week. Happy mm -hmm. birthday for tomorrow. Happy Owen birthday. Pritchard, is it weird that my biggest pop of the night was that the women's match wasn't directly before the main event? I thought that too. Great yeah. show. So excited for Kenny as champ and this impact angle. Also, hope we get Darby versus Cage soon, maybe with Sting in Darby's corner. Yeah, I didn't I, I did have that in my notes that um, hey, how do you get the women into the first hour? By having the second hour be taken up by a title match. Blind raw. This is finally a chance for Don Callis and Scott Damore to finally get Impact out of Axis and maybe on TNT. So excited by it all. Tony Schiavone's reaction to, to Sting. Chef's kiss. So perfect. I'm going to rewatch it again. Christopher Jazzcat. <laughs> Brace yourself <laughs> for Jazzcat's hot take. Ooh, no crap take this week. Excellent show. Marked out for Sting, thought Omega versus Mox might have been Mox's best match to date. Jazzcat, you were doing so well, bud. You even said that you weren't going to have a crap take this week. You've done it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing praising wrong. The Omega and Callus for the win. I'll actually be watching Impact. Wrestling is the best. Bacon Rasher. Hi again, lads. I have to say, I loved how Mr. Davis was so excited doing the news earlier. We're all still overexcited, right? Blooming amazing and 100% a 10 out of 4 show. NXT was okay, but can't wait till Impact next week. And that was wrestling. Jam that jam. Mark Arsenault. Battle Royal was fun. Miro looked good. Loved all the Hangman and Dark Order spots. I really don't like the guy forgotten on the outside trope anymore. I agree. It is a bit overdone. Uh, thanks for all the great content. Ollie is underappreciated. Is he? <laughs> By who? The DS Davis. I first saw Layla Hirsch in CZW when I was front row. Same for MJF, same for Drew Gulak. It's wild how different AEW and WWE treat these amazing wrestlers. Also, I feel a weird sense of pride seeing them wrestle. Is there anyone you have similar pride for? Keith Lee. He's on TV every single week now, and he was a guy that we've been saying for years, that guy should be on TV every single week on in WWE. Yeah, it's like those guys you see on the indie circuit or, or girls and you, you follow them through their careers. It's like an indie band that make it big. You're like, I was there from the start. So, yeah, totally feel pride over people like that. Well, Ospreay's another one, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, unfortunately, the rest of Brett Ress has become morally dubious to support. Uh, Yashavi Tripathi, Impact versus AEW, Blood and Guts. Shoot that into my veins. Crikey. <laughs> 
Wayne Pereira, uh, love the acclaimed. You can never look at the Young Bucks book cover the same now with them looking at each other's junk. LOL. I, that was a good uh, bit, but I thought the rapping thing was a bit passe. Uh, Matthew Robinson, imagine the matches of Sting versus New Japan stars. He'll no, no. <laughs> he'll he'll be destroyed. In regards uh, to like what my dream match would be, it's Sting versus Minoru Suzuki. Like, yeah, what would wrestling wrestling granddads wrestling granddads coming together? That'd be fun. I guess you could have if we're talking people in their prime, Jushin Thunder Liger as well. But he's retired now, isn't he? Well, I do, yeah, and Sting's not going to have a match in New Japan. <laughs> this is a fantastical booking experience. Also, just before we get into that final thing, I'll I'll hot tag in. Ollie Davis did just call rap passe. Uh, wrestling talk that psycho. Rap, that rap. <laughs> wrestling talk psycho. Uh, what do you think about Jericho uh, as a face coming out of this current angle? Entrance aside, the crowd chanted the loudest for him and Kenny during their matches. Mox and John Silver were the next tier. Almost no one chanted for Kaz, just Jericho. Yeah, I could see Jericho being the baby face. Um, it's going to become hard because mm -hmm. people love him so much. Uh, Kevin, this show made me want to watch Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy so much. Their little exchange was so great. I'm excited for TakeOver this Sunday. I just love pro wrestling. Same here, bud. Mike K, I have to make a confession. I've been a fan of listening to Jim Cornette for several years now, and while I enjoy his cadence and historical facts and stories, I see how biased he's been against AEW. I know it was my mistake. I know better now. Fascinating. So I imagine Mike has not been watching AEW on Jim Cornette's advice through his podcast. Yeah. Um, so yes, but People have their own opinions. Uh, the, the, the best thing is to not take people's opinions as facts and make up your own mind. So well done for doing that. Uh, Monte Granito, Hangman versus Brody Lee for the soul of the Dark Order. When creative has nothing for someone, you go for another. You go to another promotion for a bit. Lance, AEW is the MCU of wrestling. Patience and faith in the characters, and the most importantly, faith in your audience. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing because Tony Khan put up a tweet saying like, AEW's got some really exciting things coming up. And we didn't get that immediately. So everyone was so mad at him. I said in my news today, I was like, he he better be sitting back, having a nice whiskey and just thinking <laughs> <laughs> to all of those people on Twitter. Uh, while he was getting all that, he being like, oh, just you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> just a couple more weeks. Lara Michelle, uh, I live in Jacksonville and of course the week I go out of town my football team comes and beats the Jaguars and all of this happens FML Carol wants Trekkie 386 can we just say thank you to AEW for simply existing can you imagine how bland things would be without it we got a new AEW champ I wasn't mad to see Moxley lose actually Moxley looked great in the defeat we didn't even get to talk about that Omega was the right choice I can't wait to see what's next wrestling has never been better and Scott Young says, have you seen Sean? I mean, this SRS's update. Apparently it's not a full crossover. Quote, there isn't much to it. I, well, let's see where it goes. Yeah, it could just be Kenny, Kenny and Don being an act and they travel between both brands. Um, you know, it's not like they've ever said there is an impact invasion happening. And really, we are probably all getting ahead of ourselves and you should hold off on that. For until fans are back, I think mm -hmm. Kenny with Don appearing across two wrestling promotions is actually enough for now. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I was just going to do uh, his to see. Uh, oh, apparently it's um, 
yeah, it was in Fightful Select. So uh, everyone should go and check out uh, Fightful Select. Sean's a great guy, does amazing work. Um, Hero in a Half Shell, go follow Impact Wrestling on twitch.tv. Turn on live notifications. Uh, just a few more to get through here. My light has finally just died. <laughs> oh, nearly made it to the end of the stream. Uh, Charles Burke, Luke, Ollie, what I'm about to say is the truth. You cannot ignore it or listen. Fake a door grows stronger by the day. It won't be before long. He becomes unstoppable. This came from your fighting. You both created this monster. You need to join together or fall. I, I, I don't know what's going on with Laurie. Uh, I'm not scared. Brian, soon everything will be Fakador. The hitchhiker Mike and Ab. Hey guys, sorry I haven't pledged my hundred pounds, a hundred dollars amount lately. Do not apologize for that, <laughs> Mike and Ab. Absolutely, do not apologize. I'm currently furloughed, mate. That sucks. That really sucks. Um, I just wanted to pop in and say hello, hello. I uh, hope you enjoyed last night's episode. We did. Uh, I will probably start watching AEW now. Hashtag Jam That Jam. Oh man, I, I feel bad there because in those like personal shout out videos we'd have done for you, a hundred. Uh, dollar patronage we probably talked a lot about aew which you weren't watching um uh, I, it's, I mean this is the reason that aew have done this this sort of big episode and that is to get more people watching them and going by the chat i'm surprised that i you know i just thought that will be something we'll see next week on next mm. week's episode but we've got a lot of people chatting in saying they will start watching aew weekly now and they haven't given it a chance before and that that blows my mind that blows my mind. Thank you to Chris for your donation. No message. Nate S. Finding out about the AEW impact, this company, uh, but in the most positive, overexcited voice. This company. <laughs> this, um, company. this company. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> this company. And lastly, from Mr. Bert Wayne. Dynamite was great. Thunder Rosa did deliver a stiff shot to Baker. He's risen. That's whoof. Nearly an hour and a half, a 90-minute episode. Oh, we've got mm. a meeting in half an hour. I've got to edit podcasts. I know, and stuff. I've got to prepare as well. But oh. we did uh pre-agree <laughs> <laughs> to do something before all of the impact craziness and Kenny and Sting stuff kicked off. Here he is to tease what's coming tomorrow. Randy Andy oh. that Randy Andy that's Hi guys, can you hear me? Yes, yes. That's good. Yeah, I'll be quick, you AEW Mark. You got getting excited about WWE Hall of Famer Sting, former trainee, Kenny Omega, all those sort of WWE guys. Anyway, I've just finished my eighth walk. I'm up to 160 kilometers uh, out of 500. So please do head over to my Twitter page. We're almost at a thousand pounds raised. Uh, Justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Andy hyphen 500. Uh, Twitter is at Andy Dapson WT. But tomorrow, I have finally got off the phones with uh, WWE's legal team who, as you know, a long time ago, I wanted to do the Kelly Kelly entrance theme for my Wrestle League punishment, but WWE thought I looked too much like her. Thankfully, they have finally let me do it. It is coming tomorrow at the end of tomorrow's news video. It will also be up on Wrestle 2, but stay tuned to... <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah. They were talking about me earlier. I'm here now. Uh, but <laughs> he looks so much more in real life. Re Wrestle Talk News oh, at one p.m. Uh, UK time, whatever it is, eight a.m. Uh, Eastern for that, and I will see you all then. 
and subscribe to Wrestle Talk for that. It'll be going live tomorrow in the separate video on Wrestle Two. But yeah, I believe I believe we've got a clip that we're going to play yep, us out yep, on. Yep. Right. Take care, everyone. Enjoy this little tease. Front to back, if you ain't taking that. Holla, holla, holla. Mr. Davis, uh, what are you, what are you up to at the moment? Well, I, yeah, we we started recording this late, not just because we both had to mentally recover from that episode of Dynamite, but also because I thought there's many segments I commit to and then want to drop right away. The, where, where's the jam gone? I was I was about to say spoons, jam, misheard lyrics. To 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 be fair, the misheard lyrics thing was not the pure segment that I imagined. It was where you it was where you enhanced the song by mishearing the lyrics. Not just wacky misheard lyrics. That's been done to death by every other podcast. So it's official. I've gone back through the last episode we recorded and we're gonna debut the Wrestle Talk COVID rankings. <laughs> Number one, we've got Seth Amphetamines. Number two, we've got Jay. Number three, we've got Will. Ethan in fourth place. And Mary, right at the bottom in fifth, because she's just had a normal lockdown. Wow. Okay. So are, are you ready for some more? How yes. Are you, how, are, how are you? Or as it's now being called, the COVID rankings. Because <laughs> what started as quite a nice idea of just like, hey, let's all Lovely just chat idea. to each other and see how we're getting on. Uh, Ollie wanted to turn it into a competition to see who has had the best lockdown. I don't, I don't know, but, but surely people should get something. Do they get a shot at the championship when you're number one? <laughs> I don't know. I'll look at AEW and how they work their rankings into their storylines to see what hey. to do. Well, let's find out. Here comes Reese. Hello, Luke and Mr. Davis. I hope this email finds you well in these difficult times. In response to Luke's call for checking in, I just wanted to say that I've been better, uh, but I am fine. Not going to pretend this year hasn't been hard and it's caused me to fall back into a lot of tangents I had for the year. Wrestling training is at a stop. I struggle to go to the gym and I only feel like, uh, and I feel like the only one wearing a mask in the place and finding the energy to look at a better paid job is difficult when I'm sat at home at the same desk for eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. But I am aware that I've been fortunate the virus has not deeply affected any of my close friends or family, been able to work entirely from home in lockdown and without being furloughed. And I have stayed social between spending my lunch with my flatmate and interacting with friends over services such as Discord. I hope the rest of the restaurant community is staying safe. Hopefully we'll all get through this and we can just call 2020 a write-off and reunite when it's safe to do so. Kind regards reese it's very nice from reese glad to hear you've not been you know negatively affected just seems like it's just boring isn't it after a while so you are going joint last with mary it's a taskmaster over here just had <laughs> I'm, I'm writing notes as well just had a normal lockdown uh will from london ontario canada Best place. Great place, mate. Canada's amazing. Uh, this uh, says, hey, guys, I apologize for only sending emails that bring people down. I'm two for two after this one. And unfortunately, in the Vince voice, S word happens. Oh, as you no. may or may... As you, may or may, as you may or may not remember, I emailed about two months ago about my dog. I had to rush her to ER for emergency intestinal surgery. She spent a week fighting pneumonia and barely made it. Well, we just got back from the vet. They did an x-ray on her mouth. And they found a lump against a tooth. 
Still need to wait for the biopsy results, but the gut feeling is that it is cancerous. Poor thing can't catch a break. They said it's localized, so if they're right and it is cancerous, we have a better chance of beating it. Still not the best news I could have gotten. Other than being stressed out of my mind and very upset, I think that I'm doing okay mentally. Kept it together while talking to the vet and did not break down. Uh, but the, Oh, sorry. Kept it together while talking to the vet, but then I did break down when I got into the car with her, so maybe not. I don't really know. Hopefully, I can email back with some good news in a week or so, but we'll have to wait and see. If you think this email is too upsetting to read out, I understand. I've just been letting friends and family know, and I feel like you guys in the SWAF Nation fall into this mix. Uh, cheer, uh, cherish your loved ones, everyone. Will from London, Ontario. That's very, yeah, that's very nice of you to share that with us. I think, you know, that should that should help as well, sharing it. Now, on hearing that, I, that now makes me feel bad to put a ranking as to how well your lockdown's gone. So now, now, it, now you feel bad about now. It. There's a new bit because you said you might email back with an update. So I'm, I'm just going to mm. put that in pending. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to hope, I'm going to hope we get a better lockdown. This is about celebrating lockdown. Does this also mean that the like Mary, who was at the bottom, or Reese, have sort of like another chance to email in with something else, or have they already had their shot now? No, no, that's a good point. I'm all about second chances. Go away, come up with a new gimmick, re <laughs> really resubmit think about it. it, really think about so like you've got to look at lockdown from like from the best lens. Like what did come out of it? More time with loved ones got to be honest that's not really going to fly with me i need something more tangible i need something like you baked a sour loaf mm -hmm. at which point i am number one i've baked so <laughs> many sourdough loaves the start of lockdown was just me and ollie texting each other with pictures of things that we had baked we became oh, yeah. those people for a little while um Katie is up next, who says, Hello, Luke and Mr. Davis. This year has been a really rough one for my mental health, but I was inspired to write after two things happened yesterday that reminded me how much you've helped these last several months. First, I was catching up on the Friday show and was reminded of the WrestleTalk dance punishment video, which was my very first introduction to you all. My husband brought me into wrestling in 2015, and the sheer fun of New Day made a dedicated fan of me. He also showed me the dance video early in lockdown after seeing Mr. Davis's commitments and fun in that video i needed a similar impression i made a similar impression and started watching wrestle podcasts every day they came out the second was seeing my end of year spotify uh, podcast summary highlighting wrestle jumping up taking the number one spot as the oh. undisputed tag team champions with a staggering 9543 minutes listened to since april what how yeah. many how so so we do well, we've got an advantage in that we put out a lot of podcasts. So some really, say, some would say too many. Really, divide it by four, and that's <laughs> that's where a normal weekly podcast would fit in. Uh, Katie, uh, the wonderful content you create has been such a bright spot during this long year. I wanted to thank you for all that you do. Jam that jammy, yes, please. That's from Katie. She's even sent. Uh, she, she listened to 139 episodes in total of the podcast. Nine thousand five hundred and forty-three minutes. You, Kate, have just gone straight in at number four. You are beneath Will, who got COVID, but he's now a Patreon and had a baby, and you're above Ethan who, unconfirmed, is sleeping his way around Australia as a security <laughs> guard. We do actually have an update from Seth Amphetamines as well. Do we? Yeah. Do we want to recap on the Seth Amphetamines story so far? I mean, maybe it's better out of context. Well, he... 
I can't. I think he had a. All I've written down is he got rid of his LSD habit. Yes, but I think yeah. there are other components to it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> crucially, that's what uh, that's yes. the most important thing here was that he was hooked on LSD. Um, anyway, um, so Seth continues. Uh, I've got a recommendation for Ollie. The front bottoms rendition of Christmas wrapping is a very Ooh. good addition for a, uh, a Christmas playlist. Uh, also, wanted to clear a few things off my email. While I'm not noob when it comes to the drug, uh, I'm not on. Uh, I'm not on, and have never been on amphetamines. Uh, that part is merely a name, a pun for the name. So, wanted to say that LSD isn't physically addictive but more psychologically mm. addictive like marijuana in the sense that getting home friday and tripping became the norm nevertheless love you guys keep it up it's it's a routine thing i get that with around 3 three thirty when i'm not doing the podcast i just want to snuggle up and have a cup of chai tea with oat milk in mm. oh some oh, for no. some people it's acid <laughs> Oh, well, we don't have any more. I just I do think we have one more. Yep, this one comes in from uh, Finn, who says, Hello, uh, Mr. Davis, Luke Warman, all the other wonderful people at Rust Talk. I mean to give an update on myself, and seeing as you made a special request for emails, it seemed like the perfect opportunity. Since my last email, where I spoke about seeking therapy, I'm happy to report that I'm seeing my therapist less and less, not because of COVID or anything, because uh, he felt I was making a lot of progress. 2020 oh, has been really nice to me. In other news, I recently uh, acquired a job which happens to be COVID related. I'm a COVID officer at my local secondary school, which happens to be the biggest in Ireland with 1,500 students. I'm not sure if that's big by UK standards. I think by UK standards, that's one class. <laughs> um, in in London. Um, to close, I want to give some recommendations of wrestling-related things. Firstly, I recently met, uh, read Jim Smallman's book on the history of pro wrestling. It's fantastic. Secondly, there's a podcast called My Head is Wrecked with Tony Kelly, OTT commentator. One of the episodes uh, with owner Joe Cabre, uh, who was part of the first class at the PC. It's very insightful. Sorry for the long email. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for the time, Finn. So Finn's had a very good uh, lockdown by the sounds of it. And that is why he just bumped Kate into number four <laughs> Finn you're in fourth place congratulations friend uh, we may have some more of these that we'll do on next week's Raw podcast thank you all so much for listening uh, what a fun can little segment that name? is can we come up with like a what you came up with one of COVID rankings COVID rankings feels like it's leaving a lot of puns on the table mm. yeah well you don't want to call people COVID idiots do you like that because no. they're not being they're being good people yeah so what, what, we can farm this out to the SWAF nation. They're, they're a smart bunch. That's the best form. That's the best yeah. tactic we usually have for these sorts of things. Uh, yeah, do, do get in touch. Support at wrestletalk.com. Send us an email. We'll get it read on next Monday. Sorry, next Tuesday show, in fact. But until then, take care, everyone. I'll be back tomorrow with Denise for the Friday show. I love you. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.